I'm Aria Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Tis the season of the Rage Bomb, but in all seriousness, it's the most exciting time in the WNBA offseason. Teams can speak with their players about contracts. Heck, a few have been signed. Speaking of signing, the Aces have assigned a new head coach, and so have the Liberty. Let's get into it. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com we're bringing in new people weekly uh, to get this off-season coverage going and heading in to the regular season but remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work you want to sponsor an episode of the Winsider Show or more? Email us info at winsider.com. Rachel, happy 2022. Happy 2022, REA. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm I'm a dad. I now I just I know. the days are spent uh, you know, training him to be I, the smartest WNBA mind of all time. And 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 he is literally you, but in a baby form. It's the craziest it's, thing I've it's ever really seen. It's really funny. Um, my mom says he only looks like me when he cries, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on in the WNBA. A lot of news. We're heading into the really exciting period of time right after New Year's. Teams can discuss things with the players. A few um, qualifying offers have been signed, offered, whatever it is. Um but let's talk about it, right? Not bore people with the details, but but talk about what it is. Like top of the line, Liberty and the Aces both have new head coaches, right? Um, it hasn't been officially announced by the Liberty, but I assume any day now that's going to happen. Um, the reports from Ramona Shelburne uh, is that the New York Liberty have hired former Phoenix Mercury head coach Sandy Brondello. Um, who is going to leave the desert, move to the Big Apple. And then Becky Hammond takes over as the Aces head coach, um, and she'll be taking over more officially. I mean, it's official, but more officially once the NBA season is over. So, I mean, thoughts for Vegas, thoughts for New wow. York so far. Wow. I mean, <laughs> talk about a way to, to start the year. Um, you know, it, I'm very excited about Becky Hammond. Um, coming back into the WNBA, I, I personally think it's a really um, empowering move from a standpoint of, you know, just just having her back on the women's side. You know, I mean, if she's one of the best representatives as, as a coach in our game. And so to have her back in the WNBA, I think, speaks volumes about, um, you know, just where the game is going, where our game is going, the growth, the hype, the excitement. And, and I think in particular, like in Vegas, you know, the potential in Vegas, I've raved about that for years now. Like they've got it going on there in terms of, you know, what they're throwing <laughs> at that franchise. And um, I think it's a really incredible move. Um, I think it kind of bridges some, I don't even know, like, like, like you, you, you might, 
see some NBA people start to take note of that, you know, I mean, because she has been so ingrained in the NBA world for a period of time, you know, I think it it might put some people on notice, but I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's incredibly exciting. I think we're getting ready to have her, her press conference today, which is going to be great. You know, the one thing I don't think a lot of people are talking about, you know, because the big thing is, is, um, what a dumb, what a dumb move because she, you know, she was going to be an NBA coach here soon. Like, okay. But like, like, it's not a dumb move. Like it's obviously the best move for her and her family. And what a lot of people aren't talking about is the off season and the amount of time that the WNBA allots for the off season to be with your family, to have a life and versus the NBA, you know? And I think that's a really important point. Not that she said that, or I'm just, I'm just looking at it from a, coach's perspective and just um all avenues of it you know being able to like finally spend time with your family and not be so engulfed in the the grind of the nba i think i think that holds a lot of weight um so in terms of hammond oh my god i mean that's just that's groundbreaking um and, and in terms of the specific deals about the numbers and the contracts i i would i would love to know specific details about how much that groundbreaking deal is going to be and um just super excited for vegas yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing. I'm sure you're hearing similar things. North of 700k <laughs> a year, somewhere around the mill a year. We're hearing. I've I don't know. Million, I mean, like, yeah. end of the day, I just think it's funny. I tweeted this out. Like, end of the day, it's just hilarious because if you're Cheryl Reeve, if you're Kurt Miller, if you're, you know, any of these young coaches who are coming up, or sorry, if you are one of the established great coaches and you see these young coaches coming up getting these paychecks you're like when's my contract renewal due like well and- it was it was just a few years ago we we didn't see really anyone above 400,000 and yeah. so now i mean you know you, it, that's not the case anymore so it's I groundbreaking i would say though rachel the WNBA is still the only professional sports league where the coaches are getting paid more than the players and i'm hoping that some point soon that starts to change because and i and i understand right there's no cap on what a coach makes versus the cap on what the players right. make. So I get it. Um, but I'm just hoping, you know, people aren't coming to the game to see Cheryl Reeve. No one's coming to the game to see Becky. No one's coming to see they Kurt. Might be. <laughs> I mean, on, only when like they get fired up and only, all right, well, a couple of years ago, maybe when Kurt's wearing the cool shirts, but nowadays. I was going to say, I'm going to games to watch Kurt for sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but you're going as a coach to watch the coaches and, and appreciate that. Like, you know, you know, you're just giving me a hard time. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget I get you. what you're saying. I get uh, what you're any, saying. any thoughts I, on I, Phoenix? I mean, I, I think, and, and we're going to get into fan questions shortly, but I think like the interesting thing here is Vegas and Phoenix are two teams that have already shown an ability, you know, before like, right. Like before the coaching changes that both these teams are going through this off season, you like not going to say shocking, right? Cause I think fans on both sides were calling for it. I will plant my flag in out of all the years to see uh Sandy leave Phoenix. I didn't expect it to be this year. Right. Like there was other years where I felt they underperformed. I didn't feel it this year. I thought this was one of her better coaching years. So to see that happen. And then with Bill, like I've been saying it since he was in New York. Like, I just don't think he's winning another championship in this league as a head coach, whether or not you give him a superstar studded roster. And I proved to be a genius with that take. I mean, not all my takes hit, but that one did. But so like thoughts for Phoenix, 
anything? I, maybe you got your ear to a pulse there on uh, what their move's going to be? Well, I, back to your point about you know, just the moves in general. I mean, yeah, it's not like, it's not like they're just like tanking organizations that are winning two games and everyone, you know, could have seen it coming. Like these are changes that are a little bit more difficult. Well, to you're, Rachel, to you're right. Cause the fever didn't get a new head coach <laughs> to define or to, uh, to kind of understand, you know, and I, I think personally um, things in Phoenix, I've been, I've been saying this for a couple of years. It felt a little stale. Um, and I don't, that's not a knock on the players. That's not a knock on Sandy. It just felt like it may be that there was a time coming for, you know, a, a, a new era, and whether that's the after of the, the, the Tarazi era, this new era with Skylar Diggins and Skylar Diggins Smith and Griner, like whatever that might be, you felt like things were just kind of stale and, and for them to perform the way they did last year and in the finals was an incredible run and should not be, you know, a knock on Sandy Brondello. I think Sandy Brondello in my opinion, I think this worked out in the most amazing fashion for her, um, you know, because there's only so much you can do managing that roster with that many type of veteran personalities. And now you're getting this whole new experience, this whole new opportunity in one of the biggest up and coming franchises right now. And I'm saying not up and coming from a new standpoint, but just New York is on fire right now. So you get a chance to go in there and put, take the work that Walt Hopkins and, and this, this ownership has done to this point and take it to that next level. And I know everyone has questions about Sandy's ability to, to develop, blah, 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 blah. I think it's a phenomenal hire. I think it's a no brainer from a standpoint of her experience, um, from her international connection and how intertwined that is with the Liberty roster. Um, I'm, I think it's, it's a phenomenal hire and I think it's a great fit and I can't wait to see what Sandy can do. I mean, we're going to see a whole new side of Sandy Brondello and, and what she can do with a young roster, a very talented roster. And I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Um, so yeah, like Phoenix, that's the one for me, like, God, like it's been very quiet and it's been very, um, it feels really like slow moving. Right. And I I've heard a lot of, there's rumors about going the G league route. You know, there's been rumors about pokey. I know there's been, um, some discussions about Trammel and I think Trammel, I just want to make a point. I think she is, um, clearly one of the most experienced, um, coaches, head coaches in the league, not necessarily WNBA head coach, obviously, but just her experience as a basketball coach and as a basketball mind, um, development and defensive end of the floor. I mean, you know, I think it proves that she goes out to New York. It's reported that, you know, she's there, she's interviewed, she's gone through the process. She must've really wowed them through the process. So I think my eyes are on Trammel is like a potential of like, okay, does Phoenix go a route like that? Or is it more of a G league route? Or do you go a route kind of more like, um, you know, for someone who's already done it, like a Pokey Chapman, um, I have no idea. I have no idea because I don't, I, it's just been so quiet. Um, I, I know for sure that there have been some discussions. My sources tell me that there was discussions with Pokey early on, but things have been since very quiet for a number of weeks. Um, same thing with Trammel. So it's just been kind of radio silence. I don't have any, any other news beyond that. Well, I mean, I'll say that like, right. When you have someone of Diana Trossi's level, obviously there's a whole discussion of, are they just letting Diana pick the coach? You know, like things like that. And I got to say. But I mean, you know, it's going to be for what? Well, exactly. How stupid are you to let Diane? Like, I get it many years ago. And I, and I think that's kind of the 
positive slash negative that Sandy had, right? Where we can knock, like, everything you're going to knock Sandy on has two sides to the coin, right? Player development. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been the greatest at player development. Okay, well, it's kind of hard to develop players when you have Brittany Griner and Diana Taurasi, and every so, yeah, year is all chips in. Right. And I don't know that you can develop players when they get a week of training camp. And, you know, like, like it's, it, that's a very tough thing to be talking about when the WNBA in the first place. Now I agree, but I there are some teams who have done a good job of, of building players and seeing the long-term investment. I think about the mystics sure. and coach T like, what do you do with Maisha? What do you do with Shatori? Um, I mean, even Natasha cloud. I mean, there was what I think it's, more of a situation of when you're talking like there was periods of time where no one was talking about the mystics being a contender and so when you're Mm -hmm. not when you are knowledgeably to yourself and and to the public not a contender it's easy to attempt player development and obviously some are better than others when you're the the mercury and every year could be Diana Taurasi's last year for the last five years every year that you have (laughs) Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner together you should be chips in to win a championship if they're playing at the level yeah. we all know they can. And you can't develop players when, you know, there's only 40 minutes in a game. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 to that point, I understand the, the question and, and the, but I think it should be left at that, a question. And yeah. now this opportunity, we get to see, we get to see how she can develop and, and create um, and build a roster, you know, and, and I think it's, that's okay to like, leave it as a question and see what she's going to do with New York Liberty. And I'm excited for that. That's probably the most important. That's probably the biggest thing I'm, I am excited about. Oh, I'm so excited about it. All right. Well, let's get into these fan questions. Um, we got a lot of them. Let's hop in. Who turns the corner first, Indiana or LA? You want to go first or, cause I got feelings on this one. <sighs> um, God, that's hard. Um, I think I think I just have to go with LA because of their pieces that they already have. I think they're going to be they're going <laughs> to you talk about Liz Cambage, that's going to be a name we talk about a ton. I'm not saying Liz is going to LA, but clearly when when we broke that years ago, that was a thing um, that that was being af- you know sought after. So I think LA is going to have to be really active in free agency. I like the addition of Gabby Williams. Um, which obviously she didn't play last year, but LA just has better pieces. Um, you know, and, and I think that I love what I love about LA is last year, seeing them compete and be as hungry as they were. Um, they just couldn't score the basketball. So I think you can put some better offensive pieces around. There's going to be some changes. Um, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to make some moves or find a way to get some, 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 some contracts off your books. But, um, it's hard for me to to pick LA over Indiana right now. Yeah, I mean totally. That that so here's the thing. While I agree with you, I'm going to disagree because I'm going fever. Because what what is the corner? What are we talking about here? Now, first of all, I would say that's a very bleak corner if you're in a sentence with about growth and you're in the same category as the fever who for the last, I've lost count of how many years, have just been the bottom dweller of the league. Um, So while I think LA, you know, if the question is who's going to make the playoffs first, LA, you know, who's going to contend in a greater scheme of things and win more games over the next two years, LA. 
all of that said, that's not the corner to me because I see LA being for the next, you know, three to four years, even maybe a bubble playoff team. Maybe, maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's early. But if you, thanks to her hoop stats, you look at the contracts that are on the books right now. First of all, they have six of those guaranteed, protected, secured, whatever the hell you want to call it contracts. So they're, they're packed on that. Then you add in the fact that the players that you have currently on contract who are not guaranteed, right? Is Brittany Sykes, a player you do not want to lose. Jasmine Walker, a player that this team has shown a big commitment to. Arella Garantis, who another player this team maybe could try and move, but I know they're hyped on her also. And then besides that, you're going to want to bring back Taya Cooper. And the team has shown an interest in Lauren Cox and, you know, the question of Vidiva. So right now we're talking about, I mean, that's a full roster, right? And Sure, of course. And, yeah. and to layman's terms, the players that you would typically want to move or if you have six full protected contracts or secured contracts, whatever you want to call it, is one of them. Because then you have, that's a huge bargaining tool, right? If you say to a player, hey, I can't pay you as much as the other team, but I can guarantee you it's fully secured money, they're going to take that. Um, but you can't really do that. And then you have to go, because unless you're moving NECA, Christy uh, Tolliver, Erica Wheeler, Gabby Williams, Amanda Zawibir, Shanae Gumake, and I don't see any of those players going for the price tag that is connected to them right now. And so that's where I just think this team is kind of tied for this year. I do think they can move some stuff around and get a player like Liz. But other than that, I don't think they have much wiggle room. And unless they're really going to wheel and deal, maybe Derek Fisher is a savant in that. And then on top of that, like you don't have the number four pick in this draft. So like in order yeah, for while well, the pick. Yeah, go, go ahead. I know you have no. You have no, then I was just going to say, like, 2023, everybody's an unrestricted free agent except Jasmine Walker and Arella Garantis, and, and Gabby Williams are restricted. So, like, essentially, you don't like there's the positives and negatives of it, too, right? Like, you get to completely rebuild a roster in 2023, but so far, I've not seen anything during the Derek Fisher era slash Derek Fisher GM era anything that he can build a contender out of scratch. And is he going to be able to keep NECA around, right? Like who on this roster is he going to be able to keep around? And maybe that's a positive or a negative, depending on how you're looking at it. But I just think they're a year or two away from a complete rebuild. And, you know, there's a lot of questions with that. All right. Most important question. This is a fan. This is what a fan wrote. Okay. Not what we're saying. The most important question is where will Liz Cambage play um, and as you touched on Rachel, if you followed WNBA breaking news a few years back, cause we've been doing it for a while, we're growing gray hairs. Um, you know, that thanks That's to the hard work. And, yeah. Right. This, this <laughs> literally people, people forget, but like before the Liz Cambage story, I'm just going to give ourselves a pat on the back here before the Liz Cambage demanding a trade story first reported by Rachel Galligan of Winsider. Um, <laughs> but, um, I might need to retire. You, you've yeah. been around for long enough. You can um, <laughs> on all those royalty checks that you're cashing in on this stuff. Um, but so uh, Rachel, you broke news that Liz wanted out of Dallas and her top two destinations were LA or Vegas. Um, and it mm-hmm. seemed like LA was her preferred for whatever reason, they weren't able to pin it down and make it happen. You know, there's a lot of finger pointing I'm sure goes around when players don't sign and no one likes to point a finger at themselves. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, really interesting. If I had to put my money, I'm like, 
Liz doesn't want to go to Tulsa. That was a joke for WNBA seasoned fans. <laughs> um, but no, like, wh- I mean, where would she go? Could you see her going to Atlanta? I mean, maybe. I mean, it's got it. I mean, I guess, and I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth by any stretch, but yeah, I mean, you've got to think big market. I mean, Atlanta, you know, they, they who, is it possible that they come out of left field? Shoot, it's WBA free agency. Anything is possible. Anything's point. possible. Because at the end of the day, how many teams actually have the money to give her that big check? And say, right. hey, come play with well, us. And, you know, well, I think, can, sorry. No, you're good. And we can talk about L.A., but in order for L.A. to get Liz, they have to move one of three. Christy, Amanda Zoebe, or Shanae. Um, And so it's not going to be as easy as, you know, it, it's just not that simple. So in my opinion, you'd have to trade Amanda Zoebe somehow or to make that work. Um, I think obviously my my first inclination would be LA and I, I think anyone would probably agree with me, but at this point, I mean, I, I literally am not surprised by anything anymore. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. No, I, I agree. I think, I think end of the day, it's de- like Atlanta is a big market. It's an underratedly big market. Um, new ownership. I think be- it's worthy to bring up. Yeah. On, and honestly, I'll be completely honest. Didn't even think about it until we're talking right now. Because then I started thinking about it. I'm like, huh. I mean, they have the cash. to com- If if you can get mm-hmm. – and and Liz has that connection uh, to, to Tanisha. And so, like, I'm just thinking about it in the sense of if you can sell her on what your dream is for the dream – all puns right. are intended on this show – um then yeah i mean crazier things have happened all right let's move on to the next one out of all the new hires which team will have the biggest turnaround next season um i'm just gonna say it i think i touched on this earlier like aces and phoenix like what do you mean big turnaround right because they were finals two years ago finals last year so i would say like you know it has to be new york Right, like New York was a, a bubble playoff team. I think coming in with a seasoned veteran coach yeah. who can command a huddle, knows what she's doing, has that overseas experience, whatever. Um, I think that's kind of where I would say. What about you? I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to um, say Phoenix because I mean, look, they overachieved last year. In my opinion, I know that's really harsh. That sounds really bad. I won't want to say they overachieved, but they did. You know, they, 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 they maxed out what that team was capable of, in my opinion. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's so hard to get to that point. You know, you got to have a lot of luck. You got to have a lot of skill. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, how do you beat that? The only way you beat that is a championship. And I'm not willing to hand that out right now and say, they're going to, you know, turn that around and, and achieve that with a brand new coach. So I think like with Vegas, assuming Liz does not go back to Vegas, I don't particularly vision envision that, um, you know, it felt like Vegas, Vegas continues to have this hype and they continue to have this edge to them. It's just, they were, they were missing like, like a part, the six inches between their ears, or it just felt like at certain moments, things never clicked at the right time to take them to that next level. I, I could see Vegas not skipping a beat and, and getting themselves to the finals or potentially even winning it next year. I could even without Liz, because, because we could go back to that debate are they better with just Aza Wilson as your go-to or are they better with those two together? I love, I love that discussion, but yeah, I mean, New York just with the way the season ended up last year with how, you know, that, 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 that's that tanking streak was just brutal. Um, 
so I think you're going to have a lot of players that that come back hungry, um, breath of fresh air, continuing to pick up on the momentum that probably should have been there a little bit last year, and, and you don't really have some of that struggling energy that you, you, you once had. So maybe it's, again, that fresh start that we talked about. I think it's got to be New York. I agree. What signing of free agency will be an underrated but could be one that helps the team the most? Um, two, t- two players that I'm looking at, and I guess I'm kind of viewing this from a different a different perspective than what the actual question is now that I think about it. I'm viewing it from like, who's going to underrate it, right? Like everyone's going to look at John Quill Jones. Everyone's going to look at, you know, these different players and say, oh, you know, Subert, if you want to say that, whatever. Um, <laughs> Sylvia Fowles. Like these are big name players that obviously are going to have an impact wherever they go, whatever they do, whether they continue playing or retire. Jewel Lloyd, bring that in there also. So I'm thinking of it more so in a player who's not one of those mainstay names. And I would go Maisha Hines-Allen and Mercedes Russell. Uh, Mercedes Russell is a player who I've been super hyped on for many years um, since she joined the league, since she went from New York to Seattle and all that craziness. Um, And if I'm New York, I'm pretty pissed off. I don't have her now. Um, And Maisha Hines-Allen had a crazy bubble season. Last year was injured a little bit. Still, you know, had some good games. Didn't show the dominance that we saw from her in the bubble. But you throw her on, you know, a team like New York. You throw her on a team heck even Atlanta or Minnesota with Fegon something like that like someone's gonna throw big money at her and it's gonna be tough for the Mystics to match um in my opinion at least uh wh- wh- who do you think is gonna be a big name this free agency you can say big names are or, or not real big names like me um I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the relatively easy way out with Kalia Copper um there's just I'll just be curious what happens there. You know, she, she obviously earned herself a ton of respect and a ton of um, money. And, and, and I'm sure that we'll have a lot of people vying after her. You've, you've got to, you've got to try to figure, does she see a long-term um, success there in Chicago? I mean, you know, with Candace being her, her and Candace being super close with, with James, I mean, can he, can he keep that core together or does she decide to go, explore a new avenue um that's the one to me that i think i'm most excited about not to say the biggest impact obviously i think that's very big impact i'm naming a a much bigger name here um but you named two really phenomenal ones i agree with you as well also interesting a player who people love to love and love to hate sophie cunningham if anybody (laughs) like if anybody is going to cap out on the you know, like every year you have like one or two players in any professional sports league who doesn't get a lot of notoriety, doesn't get a lot of attention, has a couple crazy playoff games, and then they're a free agent that year, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. might be cashing out. I mean, she showed when Diana Taurasi's not on the court, and she was, you know, given the ball when she had the hot hand. Her hot hands yeah. are just as hot as in college, and I mean that in all the puns. Um, yeah. So, yeah, another player I would keep an eye on. Um, I agree. Kia Nurse, interesting one also. Um, Atlanta Dream have the cap space for a blockbuster blockbuster signing. Will they be able to nab a top-tier free agent like Jewel or JJ um, or Liz? And I think we kind of touched on that. I mean, with Atlanta, it's solely can you sell them on the Dream, right? Because if you're going to bring in one of these big-name players – at a certain point, I mean, and I think Jewel is kind of a perfect 
example of a player who might be able to be enticed by this. At a certain point, it's like, yes, you want to be the star, but you still want the team to succeed, right? Like Mm -hmm. none of the big names that we're talking about, I'm sorry, all of them have been close enough to glory or have attained glory that I think it's hard to kind of win them over of like, hey, you're going to make like 50K more here, or you're going to make, you know, 200K more here, 300K throughout your, your contract here than you would somewhere else that's winning, right? Like Mm -hmm. you need to sell them on, you're coming here, we're going to pay you well, and we're, this is our dream for the team and we're going to be able to build it. And, And I think that's kind of the question when it comes to Atlanta, can Renee, can Tanisha and can Dan, you know, really sell what they want to do with this team to the players? What about you? I absolutely think they can. We're going to see some just groundbreaking moves. I mean, just Dan alone and what he's been able to do with the roster, I think is extremely impressive. And I think that this ownership group has made it very clear the direction they want to go. Um, I have no idea what the hell it's going to look like, um, but it's not going to be what it has been the last couple of years. And, and, And I think that's exciting because it's basically just been completely imploded at this point and it's a whole fresh start. So yes, they will bring in some some massive names to this franchise, in my opinion. Two questions about the Mystics from two different listeners. What do the Mystics do with the number one pick? Coach T likes his vets, so they're gonna put. So is a trade on the table. And the other question is, do the Mystics shake up their roster with this cap space, or sorry, to free up cap space? Um, honestly, I'm curious your take on this because. I always go back and forth. I think Coach T, I defend him in some ways and I hate on him in other ways. And I apologize if somebody is like a huge Coach T fan and I'm just ruining your day. Or if Coach T is listening, please don't hate me. Um, As a GM, as a player development, as someone who sees it, I think he is one of the best coaches in WNBA history, if not the best coach. Um, Because in my opinion, even if you're not the title GM, there's still a GM hat that the coach wears because you have to be able to like fit people on. And I'm sure discussions happen between them and the GM as the head coach. So I don't even need to get into the negative now because you know where I'm going with it. Um, But so if I, if I'm the mystics, right, you're looking, let me just run through the roster real quick. Players who are on contract right now, Delhi, AKA Elena Deladon, Natasha cloud, Alicia Clark, Ariel Atkins, Sydney Weiss, Erica McCall. So they have four veteran protected, secured, whatever you want to call it, contracts. So they have two and they have a nice amount of money. They have almost half a million cap space. So you're looking at it and you're going, okay, do they want to bring back Tina, Leilani, Teresa, Shatori, Shivante, Maisha, Megan? Okay. All those players are unrestricted except Maisha, who's a restricted free agent, which means they can match any of the price that somebody else uh offers her so for me it's like sydney weiss erica mccall would i would i drop them um for to make room for anybody that i want in this league yeah that's that's not even a question that's not a knock against Mm -hmm. them i would say that you want to keep maisha worst case sign and trade right um so that you're getting something back for her but just you don't know the health situation of lana deladon right alicia clark's coming back from a serious injury also so realistically, we're looking at this and the the cornerstone of your team is Natasha Cloud and Ariel Atkins. Now, that's a great cornerstone. Cloud's got many years to go. 
Uh, and Ariel Atkins is just on the cusp of her prime, right? Like mm-hmm. people forget how young she is in this league. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's okay. You're shaking up this roster as much as can be. Like I, if I'm the mystics, like if you're not one of those four players I just listed, you're probably getting your bags packed except Maisha, right? If I'm anybody else in that roster, like you have five players you plan on, you know, don't change their nameplate in the locker room because we're planning mm-hmm. on keeping them. Everybody else, it's like make moves, right? Like this team, the window is a different window than they had two years ago, right? Does mm-hmm. Emma come back? I've heard rumors of her pl- not planning to come back because of uh, of national team commitments and whatnot. Like, there's just there's so many question marks uh, with this team. It's it's very difficult to analyze because question marks of Emma question marks of Elena. And if you don't start there, at least in my mind, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I don't know where to go from there because you're exactly right about those, you know, cloud about Maisha Hines Allen, about Atkins. Okay. That's your, that's your core right now that you know you can rely on. But after that, you know, Tina, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I could see a scenario where, yeah, you keep Tina there and you keep trying to build something around her. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I, I'm I'm not paid enough to understand or even try <laughs> to guess what Coach T is going to do. But the one thing I will say, I mean, talk about an incredible um, <laughs> that draft lottery was amazing. I mean, I just started laughing when when the Mystics got that because it it's so like poetic, and I love what Coach T does with his draft picks already. So now he's completely in the driver's seat with this entire thing, um, and. It's all it's all in the six inches between his ears, you know, the the, the direction that this franchise is going to go and what he feels like they need. And I just don't think we have enough information from our standpoint to be able to predict what's going to happen with it. I mean, I, 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 I really like we can we can talk about some of the draft picks in another um, podcast for sure. But, you know, does he end up trading that and going aggressive and, and, and getting someone else? I don't know. It's going to be well, that that's that's a hard one for me. The interesting thing that I thought was like, it's not just a one way relationship, too. Right. We're not just talking about Coach T because one of the big question marks is Tina Charles, who if you watched her postseason press conference to like cap out the season, it was very clear in that moment. And I'm not using her words. I'm just what I interpreted from the way she spoke and the words she used. She was out like, yeah. In her press conference, she was like, now, you know, she looked pissed. She looked like she does after a loss. And we're sitting there, and, and I think her line to some to I'm not quoting it verbatim, so don't get all down my back, you know, whatever. But she said something to the effect of, like, now isn't the time to um, air out negativity or, or our, my grievances. So, yeah. I like, let's just talk about the positives, blah, 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 something like that. And when a player says that, like... No, I'm sorry. That is the time to air out your grievances. That's the end of the season. Air it out. Let it go. You know, like, let's hear what you were thinking. What happened during that season? I respect her for keeping it in pocket, you know, like keeping it, you know, with the team, whatever. But end of the day, that press conference had me leaning there and going, okay, Coach T knows that this didn't work. You essentially became the New York Liberty Tina Charles days 2.0 because you had better players around her. Um But it was the same thing. She just carried the team. And like, I think she's at a point where it's not about the money. She wants to win a ring. So, well, yeah, but, 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 you know, no one could have expected that, that things panned out the way they did in Washington, you know, you know, 
with with the health of Elena Deladon, with Emma. I mean, you know, it's just it was she didn't go there knowing what was going to go down. So, you know, I can understand the frustration, too. But like, I don't know. Where does she go then? You know, where does she go? I mean, Vegas. Vegas would be an interesting one. That would be cool. But also, no, I mean, honestly, I could, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll do a whole episode on where Tina goes. Cause, <laughs> cause I can play, I can gameplay this in my mind a lot of ways and like may, and call me crazy. Haven't watched enough tape of them recently. It's the off season. Asia and Tina overlap too much. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, we you're, you're essentially talking about the same kind of combination of, you know, a dominant five and, and someone who's a little more mobile from in terms of, you know, not just like strictly back to the basket and um, what Liz Cambage and Asia were. So yeah, like I said, we'll do, we'll do a whole podcast on that. But I, I just, my whole point with, with Washington is it's such, there's so many unknowns and it's been an unknown for an entire year because of the injuries and the people who didn't come over and they never were at full strength. This was not the roster that Tina Charles walked into thinking that it was going to be. Yeah, but it so, wasn't the roster two years ago. I mean, I, true, I, I, I agree with been you. Saying this, yeah. We've been saying this for years. I agree. So that's what I'm saying. Like if it, if it were a situation where you knew we've got Elena Deladon at full strength, we've got Misa men coming back for sure. But like, I don't know if anyone knows those things well, and they're, exactly. they're probably and- not going to know it until like May. Well, exactly. And let's be honest, you know, she's gambled on that. We like in the positive world, this is what's going to happen. My thing is like, if I'm Tina at a certain point, like I love you, coach T. Sorry, it's not working out because there's other play. Let me just throw out a few team names and you tell me if that doesn't excite you um, for the possibilities. Tina replaces one Stephanie Dolson in Chicago. I mean, I, I don't see that happening, but yeah. I, I'm not talking about what realistically could happen. I'm just talking about like fitting her as a chess piece on that roster. Sure, 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 sure. Fee's, yeah. fees gone. What about pairing Tina and Sylvia Fowles if they can bring back Sylvia in Minnesota? That would be interesting. That would be, wow. Crazy. Cra- again, <laughs> crazy. Not sure, not sure, whatever. I'm, I'm just saying like, you know. This, this like experimental flavors at uh, Baskin Robbins or whatever, you know, we're talking about some wild ideas. If um, I'm Tina, I'm wanting to go to Vegas. Well, that's what I would think also. But I think the, the other question is, you know, do other people see, like, in my opinion with Vegas, I don't see them winning it this year. I don't think they're the favorites. I think when you're a new coach, you have to establish your culture, your system, your plans. And I know that history has told me that I'm wrong. And there's a lot of other coaches out there who have had a great run in their first year. I just think, I think if they do win it, it's going to be because they're going to be riding that excitement wave of, of a refreshment of it not being stale. But I think it like next in two years time, that's when if they can make the proper re-signings, that's when that team gets really, really scary. But like, Obviously, Tina ain't going to Indiana. Obviously, Tina ain't going to Dallas. Tina ain't going to Atlanta. I mean, crazy. But what about Tina and Natasha Howard pairing up, going back to New York? Out there, there's a lot of options, and the idea of putting her on a lot of these teams is exciting. Um, any final thoughts uh, as we close out this episode, Rachel? No, just um, happy free agency, everybody. I hope uh, everyone's buckled up. I, I just. 
I personally think it's going to be the most wild one yet <laughs> in most recent years of just the moves and the hype and just the, it's going to be insane. So <laughs> I don't know what that means for you and I, but um, just excited to, you know, when we, when we have this conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, in a couple months and we have, we have a better idea of what these rosters are going to look like. It's too early now to be talking about favorites, but um, you know, if the first couple days of the year are any indication, <laughs> it's going to be insane. So really looking forward to it. Thank you, Rachel. And uh, as always, you got questions, you got topics you want us to talk about. Hit us up, tweet at us, hit us up in the, the interwebs. And uh, don't forget patreon.com backslash windsider to support us so we can continue doing this important work.